You are listening to episode 18 of Stoicism on Fire. Hello everyone, this is Chris Fisher, welcoming you to the Stoicism on Fire podcast, where the ancient practice of Stoic philosophy as a way of life and rational form of spirituality is still alive. Day 2, The Cosmic Viewpoint What is most important? Raising your mind above the threats and promises of fortune, thinking that nothing is worth hoping for. For what do you have to desire? Whenever you sink back from engagement with the divine to the human level, your sight will go dim, just like the eyes of those who return from bright sunlight to dense shadow. Seneca, Natural Questions, Book 3, Preface 11 The cosmic viewpoint is a central theme of Stoicism, and Seneca's natural questions highlights that theme. In it, Seneca impels his readers to look upward, to transcend ordinary life at ground level, to reach for cosmic consciousness. I covered the cosmic viewpoint in episode 5 on Prosike. Nevertheless, the cosmic viewpoint is a critically important topic in Stoic practice. It cannot be repeated too often. The cosmic viewpoint is often referred to as the view from above. However, the cosmic viewpoint entails more than seeing the insignificance of life as if from afar. The cosmic viewpoint is more about attitude than it is about altitude. Imagining that we are zooming away from the earth may help distance us from the triviality of some troublesome events. However, That form of a view from above does not necessarily bring about the attitudinal change that Stoicism prescribes. The ultimate goal of Stoic practice is not to distance ourselves from troublesome events or to become indifferent to them. The goal is to learn how to love those events as if we actually wished for them. Why? Because they are the events of nature that have a purpose of their own. And as Stoics, our aim is to live in agreement with cosmic nature. To do so requires more than a change of altitude. It requires a significant change in attitude. Stoic practice obliges us to develop an attitude of gratitude toward all events, even those that might otherwise be considered troublesome or tragic. As Epictetus taught, from everything that happens in the universe, it is easy to praise providence if one has within him two things the faculty of taking a comprehensive view of things that happen to each person, and a sense of gratitude. Discourses 1.6.1 Pierre Hedot considers the cosmic viewpoint the beginning of Stoic practice. He writes, Putting theory into practice begins with an exercise that consists in recognizing oneself as a part of the whole, elevating oneself to cosmic consciousness, or immersing oneself within the totality of the cosmos. While meditating on Stoic physics, we are able to see all things within the perspective of universal reason. To achieve this, we must practice the imaginative exercise, which consists in seeing all human things from above. When confronted with something which might appear unsettling or disturbing, we must take a step back and try to envision the situation from the perspective of the whole cosmos. It is reasonable to assume that if we had all of the information about an event, we could see things differently. 
To take on the perspective of the whole, we must shed our personal desires, the desires for our immediate family and loved ones, and those of our local community or nation. That is a difficult thing to do. However, this paradigm shift is an essential part of Stoic practice. From the cosmic viewpoint, we can begin to see and love all events as parts of the whole. Marcus Aurelius describes this exercise. Quote, Watch the stars in their courses as though you were accompanying them on their way, and reflect perpetually on how the elements are constantly changing from one to another. For the thought of these things purifies us from the defilement of our earthly existence. A fine reflection from Plato. One who would converse about human beings should look on all things earthly, as though from some point far above, upon herds, armies, and agriculture, marriages and divorces, births and deaths, the clamor of law courts, deserted wastes, alien peoples of every kind, festivals, lamentations, and markets, this intermixture of everything and ordered combination of opposites. Meditations 7, 47-48 Pause and consider the list of things and events offered by Marcus in this passage. Herds, armies, agriculture, Marriages and divorces, births and deaths, the clamor of law courts, deserted wastes, alien peoples of every kind, festivals, lamentations, and markets. There are items on that list that we would typically consider good and others that we would consider bad. However, Marcus is reminding himself not to judge those things as such. Instead, he challenges himself to view these things and events as though from some point far above, to gain a new perspective. What is that perspective? It is not a perspective that minimizes their importance because of our altitude. Instead, it is a perspective derived from an attitude change, and it allows us to see all events, no matter how seemingly tragic, as an intermixture of everything and ordered combination of opposites. In other words, every event plays a role in the ordered whole. Wait a minute, someone says. There is no way that I'm going to accept that tragic events happen for a purpose and that I should love them. Then you will have a troubled mind and you will be angry with gods and humans, according to Epictetus in Chiridion 1. Please do not misunderstand the Stoics here. It is our responsibility to behave in a manner that minimizes wars, rapes, murders, political and economic injustice, etc. We do so by behaving in a wise, just, courageous, and moderate manner, and encouraging others to do the same. Nevertheless, tragic events will happen. They are part of the intermixture of everything and ordered combinations of opposites. Meditation 7.48 When they do occur, we have a profoundly important choice to make. We can choose to accept them as the necessary events of a providentially ordered cosmos and love them as parts of the interconnected and interdependent whole, or we can rage against them as cosmic injustices and thereby create a troubled mind and feed our anger against gods and men. We have a choice, either providence or atoms. This does not imply that a Stoic should do nothing about injustice when they can act and attempt to bring about a virtuous end. As Stoics, we are obligated to act. Both Cato the Younger and Marcus provide us with excellent examples of courageous action to defend the peoples and values of their society. Nevertheless, they acted with a reserve clause in mind, 
and accepted that their actions may not bring about the end that they sought. After all, the cosmos may have a different plan. In either case, our goal as a practicing Stoic is to accept and love the outcome as one event within a larger causal network of events that constitutes the whole. That is the cosmic viewpoint. Ultimately, this paradigm shift involves more than additional information that may change our opinion about an event. The cosmic viewpoint entails an entirely different way of looking at events and thinking about them. It relies on bringing our rational faculty, that fragment of the Logos within each of us, into congruence with universal reason. Remember from our opening passage that Seneca warns us, whenever you sink back from engagement with the divine to the human level, your sight will go dim, just like the eyes of those who return from bright sunlight to dense shadow. In other words, our psychological angst is the result of seeing events from our limited anthropocentric perspective, the human level. Stoic practice teaches us to view events from the cosmic perspective, the divine level. As you go about your day, try applying the cosmic viewpoint by asking yourself the following questions. What might this event look like if I had full knowledge of what is going on? Will this event be as significant to me tomorrow, next week, next year, or a decade from now? Can I envision a way this event, which appears unfortunate or troublesome or even tragic at this moment, might bring about a positive outcome in the future? If so, would it be prudent for me to act with a reserve clause as if this apparently troubling event is directing me toward a new course of action? Did this slamming door reveal another previously unnoticed door that I should explore? Am I aware of any events like this from the past that were used by individuals or nations to bring about a positive end at some point? Are these events in my past that appeared unfortunate, troublesome, or tragic? Are there any events in my past that appeared unfortunate, troublesome, or tragic at the time that I now consider a blessing? If I make a conscious choice to assume this seemingly unfortunate, troublesome, or tragic event has a larger purpose, and I make the best of it, how will that change my attitude? Seneca challenges us to look upward, to transcend ordinary life at ground level, to reach for cosmic consciousness. Our challenge as Stoic practitioners is to allow our soul to take flight, metaphorically of course, and to view the world and events around us as if from above, from the perspective of the whole. According to the Stoics, the new perspective we can achieve from this cosmic viewpoint will change our lives. Thank you for listening to the Stoicism on Fire podcast. If you're interested in this ancient practice of Stoicism, you will find plenty of resources at www.traditionalstoicism.com. If you're interested in a social media environment where this form of Stoicism is discussed, please join us on Facebook in the Traditional Stoicism group. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on the platform where you listen to this podcast. That tells others this podcast is worth listening to and thereby introduces more people to the ancient spiritual practices of the Stoics. If you have feedback or a great podcast idea for me, send me an email at chris, that's C-H-R-I-S, at traditionalstoicism.com. Until next time, 
I hope you will continue exploring traditional Stoicism, where the cosmos is alive with the meaning and purpose of the divine creative fire of the ancient Stoics. I wish you well and encourage you to keep your practice of Stoicism on fire. Thank you.